Well, it's great to have you with us. Another edition of Death Taxes and Duval alongside Hayes Carline. My name is Rick Ballou. The Jaguars simply outstanding for a second consecutive week. Another complete game. Their offense, their defense, special teams, and certainly got to uh, congratulate the coaching staff as well. It's going to be a difficult chore, however, going to Philadelphia. They're the only undefeated team remaining in the NFL. Before we break that down, Hayes, let's say thank you to our sponsor. Yeah, I appreciate John Spicklemeyer at Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Give them a call at 471-7155. Make sure you're paying what you should be paying for car insurance. Make sure your policy has the right things in it. Uh, John can certainly look at your policy uh, and help you with that. If he can improve it for you, he will. Uh, again, John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, 471-7155. We want to spend most of our time looking ahead at Philadelphia, but just a quick look back uh, again, whether it's passing, whether it's running, whether it's forcing turnovers uh, defensively, getting the job done uh, with special teams, uh, with the understanding that L.A., much like India a week ago, were missing some key football players. Hey, that's the league. That's the NFL, and you have to deal with it. Uh, this is a big win for Jackson. We'll really exercise some demons, winning out in the West Coast. They haven't been able to do that. Uh, so this team just continues to push forward. It really is remarkable, Rick. I don't think there's anything with the club that you would change right now. Uh, everything is firing on all cylinders. They've got a bunch of defenders making plays. The rushing cover is outstanding. The ground game is phenomenal. Uh, they're out rushing opponents 370 to 165 this year. Uh, so, I mean, they're dominating in the trenches. They're dominating the ball. They're holding the ball for 34 and a half minutes a game to 25 and a half for the opponent. Uh, just everything right now going really well for the Jaguars. And again, this offense has gotten in such a rhythm. It's going to be exciting to see how that carries over Sunday to Philadelphia because, you know, this is something that I haven't, I, I wrote down, but I haven't brought up as, as much this week as I thought I would. And that's the fact that when you look at the Chargers game, the Jaguars offense, if you take away a kneel down to end the first half, which to me you can't hold against them, uh, if you look at, they for seven straight possessions, they went field goal, field goal, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touchdown against what I think is a pretty talented Chargers defense. So I'm really excited with where they are right now going into the Eagles game. Yeah, you look at yards after contact, James Robinson and Travis Etienne, you just gave the rushing numbers and rushing yards allowed. They've almost put up as many yards after contact, those two, as that the entire Jaguars team has allowed. And that is not something that we have been talking about around here, it seems like, forever. All right. Philadelphia, Doug Peterson returns. We know this is going to be a, uh, a very difficult environment. There's something really off about that Philadelphia crowd to begin with. So I think it's going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be emotional. And, you know, the way things have gone as of late, I, I feel like Jacksonville is, is ready for the challenge. Uh, it doesn't feel like anything or any type of game, whether it's home or away, is is too much for Jacksonville not to deal with, at least at this point. I agree, Rick. I The thing that I think is going to surface Sunday is it is hard to go to the West Coast and play a game, come home, then go back out on the road. Uh, that's, right. an, that's an intangible that bothers any team, you know, regardless of how good they are. Uh, that's, that's a trend in the NFL that is tough to overcome back-to-back road games, particularly if one of them is, is out way out West. So, you know, that's something that I think is, is just unfortunate in terms of how the schedule was, was put together. Um, you know, but, but to your point, 
Absolutely. I think if this game was in Jacksonville, I'd probably pick the Jaguars. I mean, and I love the Eagles. I love how they're constructed, how they're playing. Jalen Hurts has really surprised me. I didn't think he'd be any good at the NFL level. He's really turning into an outstanding young quarterback. They certainly have the weapons for him. They've got a great uh, line on both sides of the ball, so they're they're outstanding in the trenches like the Jaguars are. Uh, if, it, if it was here, I'd, I'd pick the Jaguars. I, I think the Eagles are going to just get it done. I think it's going to be a great game, but I think it's going to be very close. Uh, I think the Eagles win because I do think that that – that intangible of having to play back-to-back road games. I mean, again, I'm drawing straws because there isn't a whole lot to not like about where the Jaguars are. Uh, and I think they're they're so young. They may they may be so young, they don't realize you shouldn't go on the road and win back-to-back weeks. So uh, who knows? But uh, I think it's a fascinating matchup. And, you know, again, I, I think it's – I don't think there's very many teams that I would pick to win in Philadelphia. So it's not a slight to the Jaguars. I just think that these are maybe two of the best – Six, seven teams right now in the NFL. Yeah, outside of maybe Buffalo and Kansas City, I tend to agree with you. I don't think I would pick a team right now uh, to win there. They they are uh, just monstrous in the ditch. And, you know, Nick Sirianni, obviously a player's coach, he tells the offensive line on Wednesday, for the most part, take the day off. So they get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. They come back, they practice hard Thursday, Friday, go through a walkthrough uh, tomorrow to get ready for the game. And you know, you go to the flip side, uh, their interior defensive linemen are outstanding. you got Graham and Sweat coming off the edge. I mean, they beat the living tar out of Carson Wentz last week. They sacked him nine times. They had 17 quarterback hits. The flip side is Jacksonville's offensive line so far has been much better than expected, both their run offense and their passing offense. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they are a balanced attack. We already talked about their rushing game and they're certainly getting it done in the air with a variety of different weapons and also Trevor Lawrence is getting rid of the football it's it's the fastest that he's ever released the ball in only 20 games so it's not a large sample size but the great coaching that he's receiving he understands if he gets rid of that ball in less than two and a half seconds great things are happening his statistics last week under two and a half six seconds were absolutely mind-blowing and, hey, as you know, with this front four that Philadelphia has, that has to be the case this weekend as well for Lawrence. Got to get rid of that ball fast. Yeah, no question about it, Rick. And I am concerned about the Zay Jones injury, the ankle injury. Hopefully he'll be able to play through it. But if Zay Jones can't go, how do you think the Jaguars combat that? You know, it's, it's interesting because Tim Jones is there, and he had a nice camp. He, he really showed us, showed me more than I, I thought he had. I, I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, all off season, we talked about how you can mix and match these guys. And Christian Kirk, who played, what, more than 80% of his snaps last year in Arizona in the slot. Same deal this year in Jacksonville. He's been very productive in the slot. So I know the school of thought could be, all right, let's move him out, put him on one side, let's get more burn for maybe Jamal Agnew in the slot. Or could this finally be a time where we see Travis Etienne in the slot, James Robinson in the backfield. I, I wonder how much they practice that. I wonder how much that's part of the plan. I wouldn't mind seeing it once in a while, but I also feel when you take a guy like Christian Kirk out of what he does best from the slot and put him on the edge, uh, you know, as a, as a split end or a flanker, 
does that possibly affect two positions on your offense? So for the most part, I'd stay with Kirk uh, where he's at and, and give Tim Jones an opportunity. But I wouldn't mind seeing Agnew and ETN get an opportunity as well for a couple of at bats. That's the thing because you know it's it's one of those things that from talking to higher ups, the the what Zay Jones brings, and this was before the injury uh, that I had this this uh, conversation with with many people that uh, you know in the building. Zay Jones does things that don't show up in the box score because of his speed. His speed clears things out for Christian Kirk. Well, if if that's the case, then I you know is it Jamal Agnew? Because Jamal Agnew still gives you that speed component. You just need the opponent to respect the fact that he can actually finish the play. And drops have been a problem for Jamal Agnew. He had a chance to make a touchdown catch against the Colts. Couldn't do it. It was you know not the easiest catch, but this is the NFL. Um, but I agree with you. Christian Kirk has a comfort zone. Keep him in that comfort zone. Keep Trevor in that comfort zone. And uh, I do think at some point the offense is going to evolve to involve Dan Arnold a little bit more on the field with Ingram at the same time. I'm curious to see, does this accelerate that? Uh, I think ETN's a great point because he's somebody as well that that feels not underutilized like in a bad way. They're, they're doing a great job with everything. But if there is something, if you were forced to have to make an adjustment because of attrition, uh, and if, if you're trying to figure some things out without Zay Jones, and hopefully he'll be able to play, boy, getting the ball in ETN's hands another three or four times would really make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, and, you know, he career high in touches last Sunday, 16 overall. I want to say 13 carries and three receptions for ETN. There's not a lot of things that you can really question after the way that this franchise has played the last two weeks, but I was blown away when I looked at the snap count. And I, I believe it was Dan Arnold with only eight on offense and Caleb on chase on only four on defense. I remain a big fan of Arnold. I, I think that he can still be a weapon for this football team. So maybe this is an opportunity uh, this weekend for him to get a little bit more involved. We'll have to see, you know, we, we talk about injuries and knock on wood you know, Zay Jones, okay, we'll find out, probably be 90 minutes before kick on Sunday. This team has been really healthy. Shaq Griffin, the exception of that, unable to give it a go last week. I think Darius Williams was okay. Uh, he, he certainly got to get better on the corner, so getting Shaq Griffin back would certainly be a, a positive against two very productive wide receivers. Uh, that, that Philadelphia does have. On the flip side, I thought Trey Herndon, who got the slot responsibility, you know, former slot guy, but uh, has been playing mostly dime this year, thought he had his best game this year. So that was encouraging as well. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, again, Trey Herndon is, uh, you, you have to respect him. He gets everything out of his athletic ability. Um and hopefully Shaq will be able to play this week. I think he's been limited is where they've listed him. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday practice. Um, you know, so we'll see. But hopefully uh, he'll be able to give it a go because obviously, like you said, Philadelphia's got such a versatile uh, a, a array of weapons. So you'd like to have Shaq Griffin out there. Uh, so hopefully that can happen. And uh, again, should be a great game. Rick, what are, what's your prediction for it? Well, you know, I, I I do think that yeah, I, I ranked them. I think I had Philly ranked fourth when I looked at the most difficult games uh, this year in the preseason. It might have been fourth or fifth, somewhere along those lines. I, Kansas City was one, and last week's win at L.A. for me was number two. Something's got to give here. 
Uh, the Jaguars are allowing only 55 yards a game uh, with their rush defense. It's amazing. Yet you look at Philly, they put up more than 150. You talked about it earlier. Jalen Hurts is a much better quarterback than I thought he would be at this point in his career. I think Jacksonville pulls off the upset if they're able to put together those double-digit time-consuming drives, which they've done now five times in the last two weeks between Indianapolis and Los Angeles. I just don't think uh, that is going to be the case. I mean, honestly, right now I look at it on paper, and I just got a feeling Philadelphia is the better football team at home right now over Jacksonville. If this was neutral or here, I may change my opinion. But, yeah, I like Philly here probably, you know, uh, four or five-point win, maybe even a field goal win. But I, I, I think the Eagles get it done. How about you? Yeah, I agree. I think the Eagles get it done. I do think the Jaguars will cover the spread, which I've seen it at like six and a half, seven, somewhere in there. So uh, I think it's a great game. I, I think it's the kind of game, you know, when, when they lost to Washington in the opener, the feeling was, at least I thought, they gave this game away. You know, they're better than Washington. If this was a seven-game series, you would think the Jaguars, even losing this game, would still win the series. I, I think coming out of Sunday, what I think the vibe is going to be is, okay, it's disappointing that they lost and they're 2-2, two and two, but they can play with anybody in this league. And they were one or two plays away, lucky bounce here and there, one call maybe from from pulling the upset and and handing the eagles a you know the law, the the final loss where the 72 dolphins can start celebrating so um i think it's razor close uh, i think it's a great game but i do think the eagles make just one more play to get a, a narrow win so grand marsh is throwing his hands up he's burning the podcast as we uh speak because you guys can never be posted ever again <laughs> This is a 70-0 to zero shellacking by the Jaguars. I will accept nothing else. <laughs> Love it, yeah. Graham told me, Rick, when uh, I was texting him earlier to see if he'd be able to help us record, he said uh, basically uh, something to the effect of, I'm only going to do it if you both have the Jaguars winning by 50-plus. If not, that's not a podcast I can be associated with. So, Let Graham uh, Marsh know that I'm 0-3. On my Jaguar picks. Baloo says he's zero and three on his Jaguar picks, so you may get you may get your wish because Baloo yeah. and I are both going Eagles close, unfortunately. But I will say, if if the Jaguars get it done, and Rick, I know you 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 feel it as well. If if they can beat the Eagles on Sunday and get oh. to three and one, can you imagine? No, I mean the I mean, excitement be- around here with the Texans coming in next week. Yeah, and you know that 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 is another demon they're going to have to exercise. Uh, no doubt about it. As bad as Houston is, they played pretty well last week against Chicago, and they they've had the Jaguars' number. Can you imagine what it will be like all week long here if the Jags can pull off this upset? Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And Hayes, I know you'll be there uh, for it. It's going to be a, a one of my favorite trips, by the way, going to Philadelphia. Um, it's, um, it just really, you know, it's, it's basically, I know this is a family type show, so I'll, I'll (laughs) keep it rated PG, but those fans can be absolutely brutal. So protect yourself while you're there. My name is Rick Ballou. I'm with you each and every night from six to eight. Hayes Carline with you as well, each and every day from three until six. Hayes, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, please reach out on Twitter at Hayes Carlion. And uh, once again, I want to thank Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, 471-7155. Give John a call. 
Make sure you're not paying too much for car insurance. We all have to have car insurance. Make sure you're not paying too much for it. John can walk you through that. He's excellent. It won't take long, and he'll be able to let you know if you're paying for the right stuff and if you're paying the price that you should be paying. Give him a call, 471-7155. John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Rick, how can fans get a hold of you? Thank you to John, no doubt about it. Simple, Baloo, B-A-L-L-O-U, 1010X. L. Folks, send us your comments there and enjoy this weekend. Enjoy the game. The Jags trying to win their third in a row. We'll recap it next week right here on Death Taxes and Duval.